0: Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast where we dig into God's Word together and find life through Jesus Christ. My name is Ben Blakey. It's Wednesday, the 30th of December, 2020. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heavens. Praise Him for His mighty deeds. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with trumpet sound. Praise Him with lute and harp. Praise Him with tambourine and dance. Praise Him with strings and pipe. Praise Him with sounding cymbals. Praise Him with loud, clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. These are the words of Psalm 150. As we have our last day of scheduled Bible reading for the year, these are the words that end the book of Psalms. Just kind of an avalanche of praise, or you think of a fireworks show and just the the grand finale of all the fireworks shooting off at the end. Just this explosive call to praise at the end of the Psalms. And as we wrap up a year, I want us to end on a note of praise. Now, when we think about this, the, the praise that is called for here in this chapter, I think there are t- times where we have all experienced something like that, where our heart is just full of praise, and we feel like we there's nothing we can do to help, even just from exploding in praise to God for how good He is and how great He is, and and usually that's based on something that good that has happened in our lives. And we also though we also know what it is like times where we're not feeling it. I mean, maybe it's even a, a church service or something where we're just not really feeling like singing and praising God, or maybe it's a season in our life where. We don't feel as quick to worship. And what I want us to notice is in this psalm, it clearly is not, the the worship being called for here is clearly not tied to our feelings. The praise that we are commanded to give and called to give here is not dependent on our circumstances. No, it all is dependent on who God is that he deserves all of the praise all of the time. As it says in verse six, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And so if you are listening to this podcast right now, I'm pretty sure that means you fit that description. You have breath right now. Therefore, God is calling you to praise the Lord. And that doesn't really depend on what your feelings are at this moment. It doesn't really depend on what your circumstances are at this moment. It really tells us what it depends on. And that's in verse two, where it says, praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Basically, God is so great. And what he has done is so amazing and so mighty that he deserves all all of the praise, all of the time. And so today, maybe you're at the end of this year, you're feeling that. Maybe today you're not. But what I want to encourage you to do today is turn your eyes to God, to his excellent greatness, to his mighty deeds, and praise him today. Even today, as we are wrapping up a year of Bible reading. And maybe you've been with us since January 1, uh, 2020, starting in the book of Genesis, going through this revival from the Bible reading plan for the first time we've done it. Maybe you joined in at some point throughout the year, but have we not seen so many ways through reading the Bible this year, the excellent greatness of God, the mighty deeds of God? Have we not seen his holiness time and again again? and that God is set apart beyond even what we can imagine. He is greater than we can comprehend. Have we not also seen time and again the steadfast love of the Lord? Have we not been shown His compassion and the care with which He loves His people and seen just the depths of His mercy and His willingness to forgive and to restore Have we not seen that this year all throughout scripture from beginning to end? Have we not seen his mighty deeds going back to him parting the Red Sea, going forward to what we've just seen recently in the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead? Are are these not mighty deeds that God still deserves praise for? And don't we see really the, the highlight of all The good news of Jesus Christ, that even though we have seen time and again throughout scripture that God is holy and we are very much not, and that we deserve the judgment of God, he has made a way for us to be reconciled to him. And that way is is Jesus Christ, the, the son of God, born in Bethlehem, living the perfect life, dying on the cross for sins. And then rising again from the dead, offering forgiveness and freedom and eternal life to all who would repent of their sins and put their trust in him. Does not God deserve all the praise all the time? And maybe even in addition to what we have read in scripture, you can look back even at this year, 2020, and see all the ways that God has been Faithful. And you can say with the psalmist here, praise the Lord. And whether you're feeling that or not, I think there is something to be said. When we choose to praise God, God does something through that. And God, even as He receives glory, He ministers to us. Even reading this, I was reminded of some of the worship nights that we did as as a church back in March and April of this year when we weren't even gathering together in person but still uh, just wanting to lift up songs of praise to God. And I remember how personally encouraged I was by those nights, just putting aside everything else and just lifting up songs of praise to God and reminding myself, even if I wasn't feeling it, reminding myself of his mighty deeds and of his excellent greatness. And as I lifted my eyes to praise the Lord, I know my heart was always encouraged. So as we wrap up, a year of Bible reading, I want to encourage you to praise the Lord today. Now, the other passages we're going to look at today, I think are all going to have a a similar theme and help us to think through something. We've been thinking a lot about the future, Here at the end, as we look at prophets and as we look at the book of Revelation. And today we wrap up the Bible in Revelation chapter 22, verses 12 through 21. And and even I talked about some of these verses at our Christmas Eve services as we reminded ourselves that Jesus Christ is coming back. And even the second to last verse of the Bible says, he who testifies to these things, and that's talking about Jesus, says, surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. And that even idea, come, Lord Jesus, there's an ancient phrase that was used by the early church to say that. And that was the cry of Maranatha. Maybe you've heard that word in church circles. If you've never known what that means, that's a cry, come, O Lord. Uh, and, and that is should be the cry of every Christian. We should earnestly desire the return of Jesus Christ. And, and we even see here the spirit and the bride say, come and let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires take the water of life without price, right? That in Jesus, there is fulfillment and someday he will come back and all of that will be fully realized, and we should, as Christians, desire that day. We should pray for that day to come and to come soon. And maybe that's something that's been easier to do this year. Uh, as the world seems to be deteriorating, it's easier. For us to say, come Lord Jesus. Well, let's be reminded that that is something that should always be on our hearts. In both good times and bad, we should be earnestly praying for the return of the King, for Jesus Christ to come back, and we should be looking forward to that day. And some of us, frankly, need to be thinking about that more. We need to be more earnest and more expectant of the return of Jesus Christ. But we're also going to see some things in our reading today that help us kind of avoid an error of just, man, I don't like how things in this world are going. Life is hard. I just want Jesus to come back. And for the only reason for us to be desiring that to kind of to be to escape from realities of life that we don't love. And so we have to kind of fight this tension where, no, we shouldn't desire the return of Christ for the wrong reasons, but we should desire it. We should seek it. We should pray for it. But then there is the fair question of, well, what do we do then in the meantime? And, and that is where we're going to see some important things in our final two passages. First, John 21, 15 through 25. So we kind of pick it back up at the last breakfast. We see God ministering specifically to Peter. And Peter here has, uh, we know, denied Christ and had returned to fishing. And, and Jesus seems to be taking some intentional time to restore Peter, and to prepare him for what we then know is uh, years and years of faithful service in the early church, and even the instrumental role that Peter had, even preaching the sermon on the day of Pentecost um, and leadership in the early church. And we even see him in this initial conversation uh, giving Peter encouragement, even that someday he is going to die a martyr's death. And you might think, um, how is that exactly encouraging? Uh, Well, For Peter, remember, he just denied Jesus three times. His faith was put to the test and he failed. That's probably not going to feel very good for Peter. And so for Jesus to say, as he does there in in verse 18, that he he is going to be dressed by others and carried where he does not want to go, that is, um, and even in verse 19, it specifically tells us this is showing him by what kind of death he is going to die. That would be an encouraging thing. Not so much that he's excited about dying a martyr's death, but more it would be encouraging to know, Peter, there's going to come another time where your faith is going to be put to the test. And when that moment comes, you're not going to deny me. You're going to be faithful to me in that moment. And, And that must have been an encouraging thing for Peter. But then we see this discussion about this beloved apostle who, I think is a reference to the apostle John and Peter starts asking about him. And, you know, even there's a misunderstanding of what Jesus says that leads people to think John is going to stick around until Christ comes back. But Jesus tells Peter, hey, no matter what my will is, what about you? You follow me. And that's the phrase that kind of has kept coming up. Follow me, feed my lambs right? And so we don't know when Jesus is going to come back. They didn't know if John was going to stick around until Jesus returned. Frankly, we don't know about ourselves if we will be here when Christ returns or if we will pass away before then. But there is some extent, even though we should seek the return of Christ, at the same time, Jesus is saying, hey, don't worry about the times or seasons, follow me that even though we long for Christ to return, in the meantime, what do we do while we wait? We need to be faithful to Christ, to follow him, to care for his people, and to do that whether Christ comes back tomorrow or whether he's still going to wait for hundreds of years to come. We need to be faithful to him now. And we also get a flavor of that in Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament, which we read all of today. And you can see here, this book is written after the people have returned from exile, and it doesn't take too long for things to not be going so well again. Even though they've been exiled, now they're returned. Still, the people are not serving the Lord as they ought to. And so there is a lot of message of rebuke and judgment in this book. But um we, we see there are some people who are, are different. We, we see some people, if you look at chapter 3, verse 16, it says, Then those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. The Lord paid attention and heard them, and a book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared the Lord and esteemed his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in the day when I make up my treasured possession, and I will spare them as a man spares his son who serves them. Then once more, you shall see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and the one who does not serve him. And then chapter four says, For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all the evildoers will be stubble. The day that is coming shall set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings, and you shall go out leaping like calves from the stall, and you shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord of hosts. And so we see there that in the midst of all that was going on, there were some people that were fearing the Lord and following him no matter what. And so as we think about, we want Christ to return let's be encouraged. Well, in the meantime, let's follow him and let's be those people that fear him because then his return to us won't be a day to be feared. It will be that the son of righteousness rising with healing in its wings. So we long for Christ to return. We hope maybe we won't even make it to 2021 because Jesus will come and get us. But no matter how long that is, we will be faithful to follow him. We will fear the Lord. And as we talked about with Psalm 150, no matter what the circumstances, no matter what the feelings, we will be committed to praising the Lord because he deserves it. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church, Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. Now we have finished reading through the Bible in the year 2020, but we still have one day left. So I want to invite you to join me for a special podcast where we think back on some things from this year tomorrow on New Year's Eve. And then I hope that you are ready to start again at the beginning on January 1st as we kick off a new year. And I want you to be thinking about who you can invite to join us as we read through God's word together in 2021. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.